Welcome to the Football Bloody Hell podcast, a retro football podcast full of nostalgia, memories and recollections of when football was just a little bit better. In this podcast, we bring you day 13 of the 1986 World Cup held in Mexico where Brazil faced Northern Ireland and Spain were also in action in Group D. We will relive every single day of the 1986 World Cup and bring you a daily podcast. We hope you enjoy this podcast and please do share it with all your retro football loving friends. If you like it, please do leave a review so we can climb the league table. It helps more people like you find us. FIFA World Cup 1986. Brazil see off Northern Ireland as Spain step it up in Group D Day 13. Thursday the 12th of June 1986. After the drama of Day 12, was there to be any further drama in Group D? Brazil had already qualified for the second round but weren't guaranteed to finish top. They were up against Northern Ireland, who was still in with a shout of the knockout stage but they needed at least a draw. Algeria took on Spain, and they too needed at least a draw. A draw for either side would put him ahead of Bulgaria and Hungary in the third place table, on goal difference. Estadio Jalisco, Guadalajara, 51,000 there. Northern Ireland 0, Brazil 3, Careca 15th and 87th minutes, Josimar 42 th minute. Brazil had won both their matches so far, without setting the world alight. Telly Santana made two changes from the side which beat Algeria. Josimar came in for Edson at right back and Muller was up front in place of Casagrande. It was Josimar's debut for Brazil. For Northern Ireland, their fairy tale turned a little sour when they lost to Spain. Billy Bingham made two changes from that side. Nigel Worthington and Steve Penny came in for Ian Stewart and David Campbell. This was the first meeting between the two sides ever, and probably in front of the largest crowd many of the Irish players had ever experienced. The first chance of the game fell to Colin Clark, but his shot was well wide. Then Brazil had their own opportunity when Muller's pace was too much for McDonald, but Pat Jennings smothered the shot. He was called into action again soon after when Branco shot from long range, but the veteran keeper found it too easy to handle. Then after 15 minutes, Brazil's quality showed when they took the lead. Muller worked space for himself down the right wing, and his cross found Careca about 10 yards out and he hit it first time. The shot was too hot for Jennings to handle this time and Brazil were in front. 1-0, Northern Ireland was still in the game but already they knew things were going to be tough. This was evidenced by Brazil's continued attacking. Jennings was called into action again when Junior burst through. He didn't gather it cleanly but his defense helped him out by clearing it. The match fell on Jennings's 41st birthday and he was certainly the busier of the two keepers. This was the same stadium where Brazil beat England in 1970. You remember, that tackle by Moore, and, what a save by Banks. It was an iconic game. This Brazil version wasn't a patch on that one but just before half-time, we had a goal worthy of any of the great Brazilian sides of the past. The ball was being knocked about in midfield by the Brazilians when Josimar joined in. He had been playing an increasingly more forward role as the half went on he was about 25 yards out on the right of the area when he unleashed a thunderous drive which flew into the top corner, with Jennings having no chance. It was a stunning strike and made more impressive as it was his debut for the national side it was a blow for the Irish and just before half-time. But there was no blame in conceding a goal of that quality. Already people were calling it the goal of the tournament and would take a beauty to beat it. Immediately the Irish had a chance when Stewart crossed from the left and Whiteside headed wide from seven yards out when he should at least have hit the target. 
Northern Ireland never gave up. Two goals down at the break, in the second half Bingham brought on the 82 vintage of Hamilton and Armstrong. To match this Santana sent on his own brand of 82 quality as Zico again replaced Socrates. As the game went on Jennings was again called into action several times. One particular moment saw him make three saves in quick succession from Casagrande, twice, and Zico. Zico was becoming increasingly prominent as Brazil were really into their stride. He exchanged passes with Careca and once into the right-hand edge of the area, he back-heeled it for Careca to fire the ball past Jennings for the third goal. It was Brazil's best play of the tournament and they were ripping their opponents apart. 3-0, Jennings was again called upon to keep the score down as he saved from Casagrande again. In the end Brazil won comfortably. Northern Ireland certainly didn't disgrace themselves and Pat Jennings gave them a vintage performance to remember. But in the end they were well beaten. Estadio Tecnologico, Monterrey, 23,980 watching. Algeria nil, Spain 3, Caldera 15th and 68th minutes, Eloy 70th minute. In the same stadium where England lost to Portugal and were held to a draw by Morocco, Spain took on Algeria. Four years before Algeria had been a revelation in coming very close to becoming the first African side to make the second stage of a World Cup, after beating West Germany and Chile. This side weren't able to reach those heights, but a good result here would change things. Manager Rabba Sardane made four changes from the side which lost 1-0 to Brazil. Out went Salah Assad, Jamel Menad, Haim Benmarbrook and Abdella Legion. In came Korichi, Karim Marok, Jamel Zidane and Rashid Harkouk. Harkouk was playing his football with Notts County, after spells at Crystal Palace and QPR. Spain had banished the Irish Demons from 1982 when they won five days before. Manager Miguel Munoz made just the one change. Ramon Caldera came in for Rafael Gordio in midfield. After the early exchanges, Algeria suffered a blow when their keeper, Drid, who'd been in good form against Brazil, picked up an injury when trying to collect from a corner. Minutes later Spain took advantage when Caldera gave them the lead. Salinas was played through down the right and he cut it back in towards the penalty spot and Caldera, playing under Terry Venables at Barcelona, ran on to put it in. 1-0, Drid eventually had to go off. He was replaced by Larbi El Hadi, who played in their opening game against Northern Ireland. Almost immediately he was called upon to pull off a fine save. Caldera crossed from the right wing and Francisco was free in the area. His header was good and El Hadi did well to push it away. Algeria had a chance or two themselves, particularly through Maja, but it was mainly all Spain. In the second half, Victor should have scored but El Hadi pulled off another good save from close range. Then Algeria's best chance came from Harkou. He played Maroc in on the left, then got on the end of the cross only to see it go just over. Algeria were making a decent fist of things and could consider themselves unlucky to go further behind. Particularly when Maja seemed to be kicked to the ground by Francisco. The referee waved play on and to compound things for the Algerians, Francisco went on and put Eloy away when the Africans tried to play offside. Eloy was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and calmly played it square to Caldera who slipped it into the empty net. 2-0, within minutes the Algerians gave the ball away just outside their area. Again they tried unsuccessfully to play offside and Eloy had the simple task of beating El Hadi from a few yards out. 3-0, Spain had been largely dominant although the Algerians had probably contributed to their own downfall when trying to play a high line. Brazil topped the group with the Spanish in second as many had predicted from the start. 
For Northern Ireland and Algeria they had given everything but it just wasn't enough. There would be no repeat of their heroics from 1982. Defeat for the Irish also left them out of the top four third-place teams so that was the end of the road for them. Winning the group meant Brazil were waiting to see which team would be the second-best third-place team. Spain were waiting to see how Group E ended up as they were due to meet the runners-up. Second round draw so far. Argentina versus third place number four. England versus Paraguay. Group E winner versus Spain. USSR versus third place number one. Morocco versus Group E runner-up. Mexico versus third place number three. Italy versus France. Brazil versus third place number two. Tomorrow sees the conclusion of the first round as Group E concludes their business. Scotland are up against Uruguay needing to win to reach the second stage for the first time in their history. Everyone was looking forward to Denmark against West Germany. The Danes had been utterly enthralling when they thrashed Uruguay, yet they were up against the efficient Germans. Should be a great prospect. Thank you for listening to our Football Bloody Hell podcast on the 1986 World Cup from Mexico. That was day 13 of the 1986 Mexico World Cup. Please share this podcast with your fellow football-loving friends and family and don't forget to check out our shop where you can buy amazing, iconic framed artwork and high-quality t-shirts. Right now we have free shipping on all artwork orders. Simply head to footballbh.shop. That's footballbh.shop. Also, don't forget to check out all the written content on the site over at footballbh.net. Today's podcast was written by Pete Spencer and narrated by Roger Tubble. We will be back soon with another short podcast for you to enjoy.